Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Empaths at Work. We have an excellent guest for you today. Christina Robinson is joining us. She is also known as Christina on the Daily, where she is an influencer, a business owner, and is going to be talking with us about how she leads with empathy. So before we fully introduce you and get to know you, we should start off with an ill moment of the week. With that in mind, Christina, let us know when the last couple of weeks or recent history, have you had an experience where you leaned on empathy as a tool and how did it go? Well, thank you guys for having me. I'm really excited to be on here. And honestly, in my day-to-day life with my business and my blog, I feel like there's always little places where I can show empathy just with kind of communicating and talking with my community. And that's just simply being able to kind of put myself in their shoes, whether they're asking a really heartfelt question or connecting with me on something that maybe I mentioned in the past. Um, I cover some heavy topics sometimes, but also a lot of lighthearted stuff. So a lot of times it's just within my direct messages that I'm able to kind of show empathy to the people that are on the other side of the screen. That's amazing. It's so interesting, the social aspect of it all, because you don't know these people directly most of the time, I'm assuming. So you have a different lens of empathy with with complete strangers that are our followers or people that that care about you. Yeah. And I think a lot of times with messages, and I'm sure you guys can relate even with text messages, sometimes you don't know how the thing is that they're saying is coming across. So you kind of have to stop and pause and really reflect on what they're saying to kind of not read into tone necessarily or assume that they're saying it in a specific way and sort of be able to say like, okay, if I was on the other side of this message, like how is it being accepted and things like that. So it's an everyday thing (laughs) at Christina on the Daily. That's so relatable. I am the worst like texter or (laughs) direct messenger at work. And I've really tried to work on (laughs) making my messages come off nicer. Not that I'm like being mean, but I think I just get really short with those because I I prefer like talking um, live with people. So it's a good reminder. Um, So Christina, we've had we on the past, you know, season one and in season two, we've talked so much about empathy. And when you and I connected, you know, you identify as um, somebody who's really empathetic. And it all really connected to me based on um, me being somebody who follows you on Instagram, and just seeing how you've connected with people. So to help our listeners kind of get up to speed on who you are and what you do, could you share a little bit more about how you got started? So I first got started in a really simple way. I was a teacher at first and I found myself connecting with the students and trying to kind of meet their basic needs, but also their academic needs. And once I had my son, I stopped teaching and I decided that I wanted to continue doing something for myself. And so I started my Etsy shop and I was making home decor and signs. Um, I'm a creative at heart. So when I'm able to create things and share them with people, that makes me the happiest. So I was doing that and I decided to promote on Instagram because it was a free platform and just an easy way to 
kind of share my stuff. And I actually started sharing with mostly family and friends at first. I feel like that's how most people start um, before you gain any type of following. And there's a lot of persevering and persistence and just, you know, continuing to do it every day, even if people aren't watching it. Um, and from there, I found that there was a home decor community where people had similar interests and were sharing mm -hmm. things about their home. And this is when like the hashtag games were really popular and mm -hmm. Instagram six years ago when I was doing this was much different. But from there, I started to gain a little bit of a following, um, a community from people who were doing what I was doing. Um, but then also people who just like to kind of follow along and watch. And then as time went on, I started to kind of expand and share just things that were going on in my own life and different topics, style, home decor. Uh, and from there, people just kept following slowly. It was definitely like a slow and steady climb. And now I have a business and my blog and I'm able to monetize it and make a full-time income from it. And it is what it is today. It's so cool. And I also think it's what's interesting about how you've grown your business is that you've been very true to like who you are. And I feel like as you've grown, you've continued to lean into like, what are my strengths? And then how do I continue to share that and put that out into the community? And so I'm curious as a, a business leader, what are some of the key principles that you've used to build your business? And I'm curious, is this, would it be more of like a reflection or things that you've done intentionally um, as an owner or things you might've just like have lit, like um, ended up doing? Yeah, I think that one of the basic things that I did from the beginning, and it was something that my husband sort of put into words, but something that I kind of always knew was to find a solution to a problem. Mm. And I think in business in general, that's kind of what people strive for, but yeah, my specific business working so closely with people and, um, essentially, you know, either selling a product to people that I believe in, or just connecting with them, um, on a personal level, I think, being able to find solutions to even just basic problems, nothing that's super serious, but um, you know, somebody just had a baby and they're postpartum and they have no idea what to wear. Um, I would help them with that or, you know, even big things like we talk, um, I would talk a little bit about when I went through my miscarriage and maybe that was something that people struggled with and maybe they didn't know anybody else who went through that, but they remember that I talked about it. Um, so I think just that basic principle is the foundation of my business. And then my why, I remember starting out and people saying, what is your why? Like you have to have a why to why you're showing up every day, why you're putting in time and effort. And my why has always been like my community because without them, I wouldn't, <laughs> really have any basis for what I'm doing every day. You can't show up to Instagram when you're a blogger and influencer and you talk to nobody. You have to have somebody right. there on the other side that is getting, you know, either the information or taking in what you're saying and connecting with you. So I think just knowing 
my why and kind of always using that as a stepping stone to the next thing that I was going to do in my business was, wasn't is so important. Yeah. The reason I asked that too, is because it feels so, and we don't know each other that well, but it feels so inherent to who you are just from me following you on Instagram. And like, I know we went to high school together, but we didn't know each other very well right. because like how you mention that, you know, trying to figure out a problem that you're trying to solve is like, this was, you know, potentially a scenario that you went through after like having a baby and not knowing what to wear and thinking like, oh, this could be helpful. And how do I share this with other people that are going through the same challenges that I'm going through too. So, um, it's, um, I just think it's really interesting to, to look at the power of empathy in the way that you've created your business, because you're, you're being vulnerable with what you're experiencing and feeling, and you're putting it out into, into the Instagram world, which I feel like can be really intimidating and scary to put yourself out there. How do you continue to do that? Or like, did you have to build up courage to, to put yourself out there like that? I mean, I think I've always loved to share and share stuff. Like I remember Mm -hmm. even just being, you know, in middle school and, and wanting to share, oh my gosh, I got this pair of jeans. (laughs) And I always wanted to like help my friends and like share what I knew, even though, you know, at a young age, I didn't know a lot, but Mm -hmm. I thought I did. So I always (laughs) had that natural desire to share. And I also think just the way that my parents raised me like they never made me feel bad for loving something specific or really leaning into art instead of math or something like that you know they really encouraged me to do what I loved and I think when I first started sharing I was sharing like things that I was making like these DIY wands or like random crafts and things like that and I think because I started slow and I just genuinely had a passion for it, which I think helps. I think the thing that has kept me going is I love it and I have a passion for it and I enjoy it. Like this Mm -hmm. isn't hard for me. And some people will say, I don't know how you do it every day, or I don't know how you, you know, do what you do. And my answer is so simple because I love it. And you know, I don't feel bad taking breaks. I take a day off here and there. I don't let the Instagram algorithm dictate my life. I still want to enjoy my life. And I think my community and followers really resonate with that. And they even say to me, like, you just have, you seem like you have such a good balance with Mm. Instagram. And I, I really think I do. And I know it's hard to kind of get trapped in that hamster wheel when it is your business to be on Instagram, but because I have such a good community and I love what I'm doing, I think it's easy to come back every day. And because of that, I also don't get a lot of like negativity or negative messages because I feel like I just put myself out there in a very natural way and kind of what you see is what you get. And I think my community and people that come to my page know that like I have boundaries and Mm-hmm. I also have a level of respect for you. So you need to have respect for me. And I, I really have never had an issue with really people being rude or mean or sending me messages um, because I think they just see where I'm coming from. 
A hundred percent. I think that's, it's so incredible to, to talk about boundaries in a space where you're sharing your work, your world and your life, because we, and we've talked about this on the podcast is like boundaries are so essential for you to be able to create that protected safe space for you to be able to show up as yourself. So I'm curious when you think about setting those boundaries, is that something that you always had in mind kind of going into it? Is it something that you created for yourself over time? Did you decide on your own? Have you, you know, worked with other people to figure out what that looks like? Just really curious. Yeah. I think because I have like a very open way of sharing, I think I just always, you know, I am a people pleaser to some extent. And I always told myself I'm going to share what I want to share and I'm going to be open about it. But I also kind of, you know, step back and think, well, like how much am I going to share? And I think that people see, you know, I'm not just sharing every moment when I'm with my friends, I want to be with my friends. I don't want to have my phone out and be like on stories and things like that. And same with my family. Like I've never had the urge to like capture everything. And I think that's just because I see the value in like some curated content and then also some off the cuff content. And I know, I think a huge thing with this, with empathy is I always think like, well, what do other people want to see? Like, do they want to see perfection? Mm. No, because I don't want to see perfection. Mm -hmm. So what would I want to see if I was the viewer? Like that is one of my main things too. Like, what would I want to see if I was on the other side? Like, of course, not everybody is going to be for everybody. That's just how life is. You can't please everyone. But I think going back to the whole empathy topic, being able to step back and just say like, well, what do people want to see? They want to see real life. They want to see my living room is a mess, but then they do like to see a little bit of curated Mm -hmm. content as well. So like, I think the balance of having both for me is really important just from a mental health standpoint. Um, Like, no, my house is not always clean or I'm not always having a great day. Or I talk a lot about living in grief and joy because my dad died like 10 years ago. And so I talk a lot about how you live in this space of grief and joy and that's okay because one day you might be feeling really sad. And then the next day you're like, happy again and that's normal so I think that's hopefully answers your question oh totally and it just it seems like one of the main themes there is just being really intentional and being really aware of what people are looking for and what what feels good for you um so that's really awesome and I have another follow-up question because I'm also a creative at heart and I think for me, balancing, you know, a corporate job with a, you know, a huge amount of fulfillment that I get from creative outlets and finding the time to balance all of those things can be really tricky. Um, You know, now you started off with a creative focus, you know, doing the interior design and then moving into kind of a broader view or lens on your life. Have you kept that creativity as a core focus for you as an outlet for you? or has that become really a big part of your job and your work? Like, how do you balance those, those pieces of you? Yeah. So I think that being creative is something that I, I almost feel like I have to do it, like create or bust. Like, it's just something that if I'm only doing 
you know, day-to-day things, which for me, I'm not in the corporate world or, you know, Mm -hmm. working outside of the home necessarily, but being a mom as much as like, I love it. And it is such a hard job. I knew within six months of having my son that I couldn't just, which this isn't like to downplay it because it's so hard, but I, I couldn't just be a mom. I needed something else for myself, which in turn makes me a better mom. Mm -hmm. So being able to still do my DIY projects, which is something I share a lot on my page um, and being able to express myself creatively within like the social media, um, like even making a reel or like doing a try on is creative Mm -hmm. for me because I'm getting to like put different things together. And I love the process of explaining stuff. I think that's also the teacher in me. Like I love to share and explain things and break things down. And that's something that a lot of my followers will say to me. They'll say, wow, like you said it so well and I thought it, but I couldn't put it into words. And so getting that feedback is something that also feeds my own creativity because it allows me to kind of like express myself in the way that I want to. And I think that's also a piece of it. Like I am a people pleaser and I want to do what I think other people would like to see, but I also have learned so much, especially in the past year or two, that I can't please everybody. And Mm -hmm. I have to kind of not put that stress and pressure on myself to always be like performing in a sense. Um, because it is hard. Like, you know, there were times when I would be like, I can't take a day off Instagram. I have to be on every day. And, you know, as I stepped back and saw that, like my numbers and my analytics weren't really changing if I took a day off, Mm. but it helped my mental health exponentially that was like an aha moment like okay Instagram is not gonna have a hold over my job like this like Mm -hmm. I have to a spread my eggs around so to speak Mm -hmm. um which is why I started my shop as well um but also just do what I want to do creatively like one day I'll do a DIY and then the next day I'm like okay I want to do um, home stuff. And then one day I want to do a try on. And I think I've, I don't want to say like trained my community, but I think they know to expect the unexpected. And that's exactly how I want it to be. Like, if I want to share a recipe one day, I really want my community to know, like, you're going to get a little bit of everything here because that's just what works for me. So important. Like, I feel like I'm a super fan. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, though, like what I love about this too is so um, I think a lot of us are like big Brene Brown fans. And so I've been reading her book, like Atlas of the Heart. And so one of the things that she was talking about with like empathy and authenticity is that you can only have as deep of connections with other people as you have with yourself. Mm -hmm. And it feels like to me through like the story you just shared and like how you share with yourself, um, like, you know, put yourself out there on Instagram is that people can connect with you because you put yourself out there. So you've built such like a deep community because you've been vulnerable enough to like one to probably do the work to understand who you are and then share it back and, um, what you get back and receive. I seems like, I mean, sometimes I think you said it, it could be thankless, but, um, it seems to be really appreciated by your community. Yeah. And I think one of the main 
reasons why I decided to be vulnerable and share things that were maybe hard or um, vulnerable themselves was people before me that I saw doing it too, Mm -hmm. which kind of paved the way. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to do it as well, because I think the first time I ever shared something really vulnerable was when I did have my miscarriage. Mm -hmm. And I remember, um, I didn't know anybody who had experienced one and Mm -hmm. there was somebody um, that I followed that had shared her experience. And I was like, unsure if I wanted to share. Um, but then I decided, you know, I, I took time to process it. And then I decided to share and like the outpouring of people just thanking me and saying that they were late and, they were either, you know, embarrassed or they didn't know anybody else who went through it. And so then when I saw that connection there, I was like, okay, this is something that I feel comfortable, you know, talking about and sharing other topics that were maybe not even necessarily negative or sad, but just that I could connect with people on even like the silly things in motherhood or working or, um, just other things in my life. So cool. And I think one of the things that you keep mentioning and really is resonating with me is the impact of community. And especially over the last couple of years, how people have turned to different forms of finding their tribe or finding where they belong and where they fit. And it takes people who are being well, you know, who are willing to be open and honest about their life experiences so that people can show up and, and really feel comfortable in their own. So that's really incredible to see. And it, it, it just reaffirms for me, the value that community plays in empathy and your ability to show up empathetically for other people is you have to know, you know, you have to look outside of yourself in order for that to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm really curious from a tactical perspective because, you know, I've had um, pipe dreams of becoming an influencer one day for DIY work. And who knows that maybe will be a future thing. Um, Katie's basically renovated her entire house. (laughs) That's so cool. It's been so much fun. And like being able to create your space, have it be a reflection of you. I'm like, and anybody who comes over will hear me say like, this is what the inside of my brain looks like. Welcome to my head. Um, but I think, you know, for people who would want to build a career as, you know, an influencer or be able to put stuff out there and and share it and, you know, create an audience or a community to follow them, you know, what is, what does that process look like tactically? You know, did you start off and say, okay, I'm starting to gather this slowly, but surely I'm going to post every single day, one real, one regular post. Like, was there a, a equation that you used that you found to be helpful? When I started doing Instagram, you know, for business and kind of thought of it and shifted my mindset from like more of pleasure to business, I Mm -hmm. think posting consistently and now with reels, that's definitely something that needs to be done. And I, I hate to say needs, but uh, Instagram definitely is pushing video content. Um, and that's not going to change anytime soon. And even though we don't have like direct necessarily tips from Instagram themselves, they do put out some stuff on like their creators content page and they kind of give updates. But I think, um, you know, posting consistently, getting creative, using all of their tools that they have. So reels, um, using the polls in stories 
And that's a huge thing too. A lot of people will say, I want to start, but I don't want to get on stories. I don't want to show my face. And while you definitely don't have to like come on and flip the camera around and just start like chatting, there's so many ways that you could incorporate that and maybe not show your face right away, but show something you're working on or, uh, you know, something that would resonate with people. But I think it's all about consistency and also just finding other people that are doing similar things. Mm. There's, you know, hashtags you can look through to see if you're doing like home decor stuff or whatever it might be, um, searching for relevant hashtags and finding other people and leaning on them and kind of helping each other. So, you know, I used to do a lot of story shares where I would get together with a couple other people and we had maybe similar content or the same uh, mix of things and Mm -hmm. share each other's accounts, share each other's content. And it's much different than when I started. And it's a little bit harder to grow in a sense now, Mm -hmm. but it's totally possible. And I always tell people like, if you're thinking of doing it, just start. And that's all you can do. Like, as long as you just start, that's the biggest hurdle because from there you just, you know, try to be consistent to what feels natural to you. Like you don't have to post a reel every single day, but if you're trying to grow and you're trying to find a community of people, that's definitely the best way to do it. That is so informative. Thank you for sharing. And so now you're at like this new chapter with your store, Hazel Tide. So what have been like some of your learnings along the way and like what brought you to this kind of next step of opening up a shop? With Hazel Tide, it was something that I've always thought about going back to because with my Etsy shop, that was of course on the Etsy platform. I had always thought that I would open a shop again. I just didn't know what that was going to look like. So I had my Etsy shop for a couple of years. And then when I was pregnant with my daughter, it just got too much to like, I was literally in my garage, like cutting wood and staining wood and like hand making these wood signs. So being pregnant towards the end, that was just, it was getting to be a lot. So I focused on blogging and Instagram. And that again, became a full-time income plus. And so I really focused on that. And then after about, I would say four years of full-time blogging and Instagram, I just felt the need to spread my options around a little bit because as much as like, I love doing sponsored posts and I really only took on jobs that I felt truly passionate about the products and things like that. I didn't want to keep taking on more sponsorships. I wanted to be able to get revenue from other places. And so with the shop, it was just something that kind of slowly was something that we decided we were going to do. My husband and I, he's kind of like the numbers guy. And when he said it was a good idea, I knew it was a good idea. (laughs) He's very much like into like the analytics and I mean, I run the business. He doesn't really have anything to do with my blog and Instagram, but it's really nice because the, the affiliate platform that I'm on, um, it's called like to know it. So 
just to give you a rundown, when somebody clicks on one of my links, if they buy the item, I get commission from it. Um, and so from there, you can see all of your backend analytics. So going into opening the shop, I really kind of had this like black and white oh, information right. of like, what are people buying? What are people liking? Um, and so going into my shop, I had a pretty good feeling that it was going to be like somewhat successful. I didn't think it would just flop right away because I knew that uh, my like revenue from my affiliate links was good. So I knew that they basically my community is buying through my links. So I knew mm -hmm. that they would buy from my shop because they like my style and they like the things that I'm sharing. And again, I, I get a lot of feedback from them in general of like content that they want to see, but I also take into account, like, what do you want to see in the shop? Like, what would you like yeah. to see in Hazeltide? So that it's like this, I don't know. It's like this direct funnel of information from people that I you know, customers. Know, yeah, know and love as a follower and community member of Christine on the Daily. I get this like direct feedback and information from them um, with the shop, which is really cool. Yeah. What's so wild about like watching you do this too? Now I'm feeling like a bit of a stalker, but <laughs> because Katie and I were we we're both in like the customer experience field, right? We advise companies around how do you create more of like a customer centric brand and like one of the fundamental things is like understanding your customers and like you have the data to be able to show like what their behaviors are and you go out and like you pull them and you ask them questions so like everything that you're doing mm -hmm. is like what we are we has previously we're trying to like preach and like educate <laughs> fortune 500 companies to do um so it's so very cool. cool do you see that i guess I mean, the question was like, do you see that it's paying off? I mean, I don't want to ask you like, are you making a million dollars a year, you know, <laughs> successfully selling your stuff? But like, do you find that the things where you hear that feedback from customers or do you see that that's consistent or is it changing? Is it evolving? Like, how do you navigate that now that you're stepping into this new space? Well, one of the things that I try to look at before I did my first launch with the shop, we've only, we've just only been open a month now. Um, oh, it's so exciting. Yeah. And within the first three months or no, three weeks, sorry. <laughs> the first three weeks, we had surpassed like all of our goals that we had kind of anticipated. That's awesome. Um, and we saw five figures within three weeks, which was crazy. <laughs> and I think that's because I'm the type of person who prepares a lot and yeah. my husband's the same way. And so him being the numbers guy and me being like the creative and really, again, having like empathy and, and trying to understand like, what is going to be something that people are going to want to yeah. see here. And I always knew, okay, I'm going to go into it slow and steady. Like I didn't, we didn't like blow our life savings on inventory. We, kind of came at it at a very like structured safe way and we I pulled my audience I kind of saw my analytics and saw like what I would want to introduce to them first to kind of give them like the understanding of like what is this brand and what is 
this shop going to represent? And so even though we only started with like six or seven products, we've added stuff and um, kind of like at first we anticipated maybe one thing was going to be a bestseller, but then something totally different ended up being a bestseller and kind of leaning into that and not mm. being stuck on like, well, this product is not selling that well. So it's more of shifting the mindset to be like, okay, well, this is what's doing well. So we're going to kind of move towards that direction or um, kind of realign ourselves with what the people that are buying from us actually want to see. Like, I know that my community really loves like cozy stuff. And was um, it the tunic because you sold that so well? Yeah, <laughs> that one is our bestseller. And I, I knew it would be probably a bestseller, but I wasn't sure how, like yeah. how fast it would go. Um, and because it is like, it's exactly like the one that free people sells and people sells it for over a hundred dollars. And so I didn't anticipate it to be like flying off the shelves, but we like pretty much can't keep that in stock. So, you know, like, okay. And again, I sort of just know what my community likes, but it's also really refreshing to be able to hear their feedback and like see you know, what they're deciding on that they want to spend their money on. Yeah. Is that dress hanging up in the back going to be on your website soon? This one? Yeah. No, that's, um, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a dress that I splurged on. It's a (laughs) girl. It's a Eula Johnson dress, but maybe I can, I bought one of those too. Maybe I can find, um, yeah, you can see this is my garage studio. It's great. (laughs) Um, that's the thing that I'm also noticing, like focusing on not just finding like cheaper alternatives or more inexpensive alternatives, but things, you know, to have a range of things like some less expensive stuff. And then for the fall, we're planning on having, like, I'm already planning fall stuff, which again is something that I learned with Instagram and blogging is like, you kind of have to like with the stores, you have to be thinking like a season or two ahead. So Um, like for the fall, we're going to have like sweaters and things like that, but we're going to have a more inexpensive option. And then more of like an heirloom type of piece that, you know, you'll have forever and it's really amazing quality and it's going to be something that you'll have for a long time. That's amazing. I like the balance of that because like sometimes like, and that's where I also had got off Instagram for so long, because it just felt so fake. And then like, I feel like people that you come come on and you're like just very authentic and then also when you click on the like to know it links you're like I can afford this (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's like it's realistic right you're not like in a fantasy world right like I know that a lot of people that are influencers make a lot of money and you would be shocked at how much some people make but I also come from humble beginnings and I also and very like I bought that dress, which was a lot for me to spend, but I also love Target and other places. Yeah. And that's just genuinely like how I shop. And I've gotten that feedback from a lot of people in my community that say, I love that you have a mix of things. It's not just all really expensive or really inexpensive. You have a mix of made well or 
Target or Walmart or things like that. And for me, it's all about quality. Mm -hmm. Like something from Walmart can be just as good as quality as something from Madewell. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, you know what I mean? Like it's all Mm -hmm. about me vetting the products before I share them with people because I want them, I don't want them to spend their money on anything. Like I'm not just trying to push a product to make money. That's never what it's been about for me. And it never will be about that. Um, so that's just, again, part of my why, like, I'd rather not make any money and be honest than take on a sponsorship and get, you know, thousands of dollars and not be able to stand behind that product. Cause I care too much about my community and the people that follow me. Yeah. There's so much integrity there. It's so I know. (laughs) And it goes back to the whole piece of like being empathetic. And I think also just being authentic to like who you stand for or like what you stand for. Um, I'm really curious. I have to know because I am a DIY gal. What has been your favorite project that you've made recently? So I think for DIY stuff, I, I honestly think the garage, even though from right here, it doesn't look like it so much. (laughs) Um, we live in a raised ranch and it's a smaller home and we have made do and had done a lot with our house just from the time we moved in, I think six or seven years ago. Um, but I don't have an office anymore because we have two kids and we only have three bedrooms. So we kind of lost that like extra space where we had an office guest room, all that. Mm -hmm. And so in the last two years is really when I saw like, um, monetarily, like just growth within my own Instagram and blog and everything. So I really needed a space to like do specifically like a lot of try-ons and just have like a quiet space where I can talk on the phone like and have stories and all that and have just like a place where I can lock potentially where my kids can't come (laughs) everything apart and so that was such a fun thing to like see come to life because if you see the pictures before which they're on my Instagram um, I have like a little highlight bubble that's called garage office it was like a dirty garage like it was Mm -hmm. just nothing special to it and I remember when I painted it, I was like so excited because I feel like paint is so transformational. And I always tell my followers that I'm like, if you can just paint a space, Mm -hmm. you will see this transformation just from the paint. And I always, I say, if anything, just choose white. Like if you're not sure, like bright white will just make the space look so so different. And that's Mm -hmm. what I did in the garage. And I painted the floor and just put a rug down and a mirror. And it was just like, wow, this is like an entirely new space that like is going to, I know it sounds dramatic, but essentially transform my job and my life because it allows me to have this space where it's just mine and I can keep it clean Mm -hmm. and I can be creative. And so I think even though that's not like necessarily one like small DIY, it's like the project that I think in the last year has like helped so much. And then I love going to thrift stores and like redoing furniture and stuff like that. So um, I often will like try to find projects like that to do. I show that on my blog and Instagram too, because again, I've like shown that in the past. And so people know to expect (laughs) the unexpected, but 
it's very fun. That's so awesome. Have you ever reupholstered a couch? No, I have. <laughs> I've painted <laughs> fabric on a chair before, which was oh, cool. a weird DIY thing that I don't know if I would necessarily, well, maybe if I had other tips, I would try it again, but um, it's not as easy as you think it would be. Yeah. <laughs> that one too. Yeah. Oh, so cool. I asked, I have a, I went to London and bought some fabric over there and I was like, I'm going to reupholster my couch. Yeah. I fully intend to still do that, but I was yeah. just curious if you've ever done that. <laughs> no, not yet. I would say never, but not yet. Oh, that's so cool. Well, I think, I think those are all of my questions. Um, but Christina, this has really been such a treat. Yeah. I think the biggest takeaway for me is the intentionality with which you live your life and how you can be so focused on protecting yourself, protecting your space, making sure that you feel good in the work that you're doing so that you can support and serve the community that follows you and that cares about you and that really appreciates your, your advice and perspective. So I'm really excited to now become Amanda and stalk your Instagram page <laughs> and get to know you a little bit better there, but this has really been such a yeah. treat. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you yeah, so much. Thank for you. This was a fun chat. I love, I love talking about this stuff again. I love sharing. So it's yeah. great for me to talk about it. So very cool. Yeah. Well, let us know, or I guess tell the listeners where they can find you so that they can see the work that you do on Instagram, both personally and with Hazel Tide. You can find me at Christina on the daily on Instagram. And, um, there's a little bit of an underscore in between Christina and on the daily. And my blog is Christina on the And my shop is hazeltide.com. And on Instagram, it's hazeltide shop. Amazing. Thank you so much, Christina. We so look forward to seeing Hazel Tide just blow up and I can't <laughs> wait to go and buy a piece myself. So thank, thank you. you.